I think the thing that I have been struggling with for a long time is not really understanding what my purpose is or having enthusiasm for what I want for my future. In this episode, we talk with Deb, a personal friend of mine, who has talked about feeling like something's missing from her life for a while now. In our session, Ron works to get to the root of her discontent, while I try to express what she just can't seem to see, that she's more magnificent and purposeful than she realizes just by being herself. Hey, my name is Janelle Thiessen, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to another episode of The Human Being Project by The Change Evolutionist. In this podcast, I join my dad, Ron Thiessen, to explore the difference between being and doing. In a world of constant distractions, sky-high expectations, and the relentless pursuit of more, we examine what would happen if we made space for more being and less doing. So, Deb, we're going to throw the, the floor open to you so you can start with wh wherever you want to start and we'll just uh, develop discussion from there. Okay. Sounds good. I think the thing that I have been struggling with for a long time is not really understanding what my purpose is or having enthusiasm for what I want for my future. Um, the pandemic really threw a loop for all of us. Mm -hmm. And um, I was always connected to my job in the sense that it kind of defined me. And I had had that career for, you know, a couple of decades. And so when I lost my job and you know, it was like, what, do, what am I going to do? Like, I, I don't know what my purpose is. And so I did get jobs, but I don't feel fulfilled in them. I feel like I'm struggling. I feel like it's weighing on my happiness. Mm. And, you know, honestly, I think I just find it overwhelming and I feel loss of direction. And then I don't help myself out by um, numbing out, like drinking alcohol and just kind of getting into squirrel, uh, not squirrel, Groundhog Day, you know, where you just mm. kind of do the same thing all the time and you don't move forward and you just get further and further down that hole where you're just like, how do I get out of this? And how do I mm. find what I want to do? Like, what is Deb meant to do? And um, recently, I my good friend lost her son and it was like very emotional and like, it just brought out a lot like life is short and how do I want to be remembered? Do I want to be remembered as, oh, yeah, Deb. Yeah, I remember her. Yeah, she could tell you lots about wine and she like drinking wine and she's fun. But I didn't feel like I was going to have any sort of legacy or I, I, don't, I just need some meaning in my life. And I just don't know how to go about getting it. Did you feel like you were fulfilling your purpose in the work you were doing before the pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I oh, did okay. not. No, okay. but I felt very, um, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Ron. I think the pandemic was the best thing. It pushed me out from mm. doing something that I didn't love, but I felt like, you know, it's not a bad life, you know, but at the same time, I wasn't happy then either. Okay. But cool. you, so would you say that you were sort of complacent at that time? Mm -hmm. 100%. Okay. And so the pandemic, what you're saying is that pandemic, it, it 
uh, made you reevaluate things and you, you didn't have your job anymore. So now you really had to figure out what was going to be meaningful for you. Mm-hmm. Have you found anything that you've done since that, that kind of awakening time that you feel like it, it really kind of does describe who you are, whether it's something that you could make money with or not? Is there anything that you do that you feel like that, that's really me? Well, it would, I don't think it would make me money. You're right. But I do notice that I love to be outside. I love being in my garden. I love having time with my friends. I love having time with my husband. And now my mom has moved here. So it's mm. been really great having time. And I remember I always complained because I worked full time my whole life. And I always complained that I was like, there's just no time. I would love mm. to work like three or four days a week and have the time to spend with family and friends and doing the things I love to do, which I kind of got, <laughs> mm. but it's something still missing, you know? So when you were younger, did you have dreams about stuff you wanted to do? Did you have an occupation in mind, uh, you know, that you were thinking, I'd, I think I'd really love to do this kind of work? You know, it's funny because when I was younger, I always thought, oh, wouldn't it be amazing to work for National Geographic and be a photographer and travel around Mm. the world? (laughs) Mm. Like that to me, I thought was like the ultimate dream job because you would have adventure, you would have, Mm. um, you'd have so many new things coming, you'd be exploring, you'd be um, enriched with just life, like you would be constantly focused on nature and life and it doesn't have to be just nature it can be like people are fascinating i love being around people and you know i i know a lot of times my friends say oh you'd be really good working with elderly people and doing stuff with the elderly and that is something that you know it it does sound like i i i'm sure i would do well with it but i just don't know how what kind of direction to go with that Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also love, like, I mean, a lot of my friends say you should be a dog walker. You love dogs. You love walking. You like being outside. That would be a great um, thing to do as well. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm on the fence as to how, like, how can I make these, these things work for me? You know, like, I don't know. When you were thinking about uh, National Geographic, um, this is this is about outdoors. It's about adventure. It's about travel. It's about people. It's about uh, you know something different and sort of exciting happening all the time. Sounds kind of the opposite of complacent. Does that still represent the person that you feel like you are? I feel like that's a person I want to be. Like I want, like I want to be that adventurous person. I feel like I've slid, and I'm not as adventurous. I don't do as many things like. Actually, Jeff and I were talking about, Jeff is my husband, and we were talking about how we used to always go on little adventures. Like we used to drive, go to the mountains, go for a hike, you know, go to the hot springs, kind of adventure out and how we don't do that anymore. We, we Mm. don't, we don't, we're missing out on that exploration. Right. And Mm. yeah. And, And why is that? I think a lot of it has to do with my dog. My dog is aging and she's been, she was a rescue and she's been a lot of work. And 
I feel like I've kind of catered to what works best for her. So like okay. she doesn't like driving in a car, so we don't go on adventures. We always walked locally and now she's senior and she can't walk. So she's home. So it kind of is like holding me back. But now that my mom's here, my mom, it can be kind of that person that Shasta can stay with and we could go off on these adventures. So there's really nothing holding us back, really, mm -hmm. just ourselves and getting going. Mm -hmm. So what if you, as far as that part of your life is concerned, what if you just took one one thing that you like to do and just plan to do that sometimes, let's say in the next month or something, and just uh, just experiment with it and see if you see if you still have that that thing for nature and the thing for well, I mean, it, you you hike and stuff. I know, so you you probably know that you love being in nature, but just see if that kind of adventure still appeals to you, because I think that might be important for you to be thinking about the future. Do you want adventure? Do you want travel? Do you want those things? you know, being in different places and having different kinds of experiences every day. Is that what you want? Or are you at a time in your life when you feel like, you know, I like being a little bit more settled and and uh, you need to find that out. And, and the only way that I know, or a good way to, to do that, in my opinion, would be to just experiment with it and just see, you know, was that in, as enjoyable as it used to be? Was it more enjoyable? Was it less enjoyable? And if it was less enjoyable for whatever reasons, what, what were the reasons it was less enjoyable? Might it might give you some insight into really what you are, what you're wanting, what you're craving. As it sounds like this, this, this craving that you have is pretty deep and it's been around for a while. Yeah, I would say you're hundred percent correct there. Mm -hmm. You know, it it it's easy to lose yourself and like I say, I kind of get caught up in the wheel of the everyday routine and motions, and then I'm unhappy. So then when I come home at night, I numb out. So I'll have a glass of wine, which leads to another glass of wine, which leads to mm -hmm. like eating and hanging out and not doing things that I love to do. It's a demotivator. It's a depressor. And mm -hmm. that's kind of where I feel like my life is right now. I feel like, mm -hmm. oh, I just want to snap out of it. I want someone to smack me in the face and say, snip out of it. It's a thing like Sharon Moonstruck. <laughs> when you talked about National Geographic, are you a photographer? No, no, I'm not. But do you like taking pictures? I think I take more pictures in my mind when I'm out and about. I think I like the um, romantic idea of being a photographer. <laughs> like when I was a child, you know, I just thought, oh, that'll be... That would be pretty mm. awesome job. Because that's another thing that you might want to just experiment with. We have, you know, with our phones today, we can take such amazing pictures and maybe you should just try dabble with that a little bit and see if it, if it is the kind of thing that really ignites you uh, and, and maybe even taking pictures of people doing things, you know, uh, if you're, if you're a people person and you want to sort of capture that and, uh, you know, and, and incorporate that photography with that is something that, you know, it might, it might trigger what, what I'm suggesting that you do is try some different things to figure out what are you passionate about? What do you, what, what kind of ignites you? Because those things are almost always indicators of your purpose or the things that you could do that would bring you fulfillment. Those things don't have to be, um, they don't, they don't have to be big. They don't have to be uh, necessarily important from anybody else's point of view, um, but they need to be something that really 
resonates with you inside. Do you understand the, the, the difference between listening to your head and listening to your heart? I think when you say head, do you mean like being practical and what makes sense? And the heart is more what you're drawn to, what you're feeling? Yes, yes, like that. But also the head is where you process information. When people tell you that what you would really love to do or what you dream about doing, you can't do that because you just said it, well, I'll never make money with that. And that may be true, but it may not be true. And and so your head tells you all of these stories. That's where we create the stories. And often our heart is dreaming something much bigger and our head is telling our heart, you can't do that because you know, you're not in the right place. You're not the right age. You're not the right sex. You don't, you don't, uh, you don't know what you're doing. You don't have the training. You don't have the equipment. You don't have like all your head tells you all those kinds of things when the heart is dreaming. Mm. It's good to go far back. And when you were, when you were just little and thinking about, uh, you know, things that you would have loved to do, because when you watch kids, uh, you know, watch kids playing in the playground in kindergarten, their, their imagination is like limitless, right? And they can pick up a, an object and they make it into something in their imagination and they can play with that and play with it for hours. And when we're, when we're dreaming about things that we want to do, that's far more the kind of place we need to be rather than with all of our intellectual and logical ways of looking at things. If we could be back in that imaginative place where there are no limits and you just dream about the things that you want to do. Um, that's usually the process that works for people to get back to what is my purpose and what do I really feel energized about doing? Mm. And another thing that I would recommend that you do is look at the, the things that you have done in your life, um, the different jobs that you've had, the different things that you've, you know, what skills that you've developed and, um, Think about if the, is there a way that you could reimagine your work? Because obviously you're you're in a position where you know you need a job or you need you need to make money or for whatever reason you're you're working. So is there a way that you could reimagine what you're good at doing and dream about a different kind of job that might use the skills that you've already developed? but is something that's maybe out of your comfort zone or, uh, you know, but, and, and yet at the same time, when you think about it, there's a sense of excitement, you know, wow, I, that, that would be amazing if I could do that. And let the, let the heart, let your heart talk to you about your dreams instead of your head talking to you about your limitations. Mm, I like that. You kind of sparked something in me when you were talking about that, when you had mentioned like your past careers and skills. Mm. And I was thinking about when I was really happy, I was, I was in Lake Louise, I was working as a cook in a cafe, but it was mm. an open cafe. So you talked with people and you were cooking and they were kind mm. of right out in front of you. And I always love that. Like I, I'm a real foodie. I'm really like, you know, doing different things with food. I like having conversation about it. I like having people there. And then I also loved when I was a trainer, I loved showing people and like having an explanation and bringing in stories. Mm. And I loved training a lot. Mm. So I was like, just those two things were the, the times when 
I think back when I was really happy in my careers, I was young, you know, and I think that's a key factor, what you're saying, like, just leave apart the fact that, you know, oh, gosh, I'm in my 50s now. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this next, you know, decade? And I don't I don't want to quit working if I love what I do, Mm -hmm. you know, right. So take the things that you that you've really loved to do and put them all into one basket and say, what kind of work could I do that would that would meet that thing? You know, I love this. I love that. I love this. Let, let's put them all together. And what kind, what kind of a job would that be? Mm-hmm. Because what you love to do and what you're really good at doing is not the same thing as what I love to do and what I'm really good at doing. Why do we have these things that we're drawn to and attracted to? It's usually because there's there's a reason for us to use those gifts because we have other people to benefit and ourselves as well to feel like we are we're making a contribution or we're doing something that we love doing. Your loves are there for because that's really what your calling is or what your destiny is. Is your general feeling of restlessness or um, discontent or lack of fulfillment? I don't know if I'm reading that wrong, but is that because you don't feel you have purpose? Is it related to a job? Is it related to your work or is it related to like an underlying, uh, you know, like how long has this been here for? You've, you've felt sort of unfulfilled. Maybe you've turned to numbing things for how long? Oh, a long time, Janelle. I would say, you know, a long time, like over a decade, <laughs> you know, like over 10 years. Like, I mean, my job really started changing for me when the training position went away. And that was kind of the start of it. And, you know, it's been a long time. And you're right. Like, it, it is to do with career because honestly, let's face it, life is just getting more and more expensive. You know, it's, you think you can save a certain amount of money to retire, but inflation is like out of this world, right? Like it's not what we project. It's even more. And, and, and not that I'm so crazy worried about that. Cause I, I know that I will be okay. Like I don't feel that kind of stress, but at the same time, I just feel like I'd like to be comfortable. I'd like to enjoy life. I'd like that to be a sidebar and something I don't have to stress about. Um, and then at the same time, it's having that fulfillment because let's face it, when we're, we like what we do, well, we have to work and we're going to be doing it for the majority of the, our days and we might as well be doing something we love, right? Have you ever heard of flow theory? No. So that's, it's, it's kind of talks about like when you get in the zone, you know, and you feel like you're doing something where time just sort of seems to stand still. You could do it for a few hours and you go, whoa, I don't, where did the time go? So you develop flow when you reach the intersection of your abilities and the difficulty of the task. So it, you don't want something that is too hard for you because then you get discouraged and you don't want something too easy because then you get bored. But you have this intersection of where you have your skills and you're doing something that pulls on and demands your skills and probably even it encourages you to stretch a little. You've got to grow. You've got you've got to develop more skill or whatever, and you can get in a, in this place where it just seems like time stands still. Do you ever recall a time in your life when you could say, "I think I was there at that time"? 
It doesn't have to be work. It could be something you were doing for leisure, for recreation, or it, it could be anything. Just something where you were so immersed in what you were doing that you forgot time exists. Well, definitely when I start getting into my garden and yard work, and but that's more physically challenging than, um, you know, mentally. I don't think it's more, you know, like I've got to get this done. I, I just, I, I thought I'm going to just do this little bit and then I keep going because I'm loving it and I'm not mm. even noticing. And all of a sudden I've been out in the yard for six hours and it's mm. like, oh, wow, mm. you know, that was awesome. I felt great doing that. And I wasn't expecting to do that. So that would, I mean, I'd have to think a little more uh, on that. I That's where I get so jealous. Like my husband goes in the garage and he's building a motor and he's he's so focused with building that motor and it's amazing. But at the same time, it's like, I don't have anything like that, you know? I, I wouldn't say that at all. Like just what you said about your, in your garden, because when you, when you, you're going to dig up this bed, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, all these little detailed things that you need to do, but you must have the end result picture in your mind. You, you know, okay, I, if I do this and this, if I put these things together, it's going to look like this and that will look good. Mm-hmm. So, so you have, you have the vision in your, in your mind in the same way as I'm sure your husband has. The, the vision of I've got to do this, this, and this, all of these detailed things, but the end result is a motor that works, right? So that creative process and that visionary process, it, it's really important for uh, realizing and following after your dreams. See, your mind does not think in words. Your mind thinks in pictures, right? So uh, that's why people do vision boards. Because you can say what you want to do. You can say what your goals are. You can say what your you feel like your personal mission statement is or whatever. But if, if you can't visualize it, it means it's not deep enough. So when you think about your mind is thinking, it's it's visionary. It's It visualizes things that need to be done. And if it can't visualize, then you don't, you don't take action because you're not seeing something. There's not a goal in front of you that you're you're working towards or you're moving towards. So when you think about the creative process, you working in your garden where you get lost in time, it's because you see something that you want to create and you're in the process of creating it. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you, when it all starts coming together, you realize that the fruit of that endeavor and you go, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted it to look like. So that creative process is like, that's very important. And that's exactly the same kind of process that you need to, to uh, do when you're visualizing your purpose. Where do you want to be? What do you want to accomplish? Who do you want to impact? Who do you want to have relationship with? You know, all those things, you bring all those things together and now you, you look, you, okay, well, that's, that's the reason I'm here. Well, does, that, does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you would recommend doing a vision board? Oh, I would always recommend doing a vision board. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because it it forces you to say, what does that actually look like? I say, I, I really want a vacation more. Okay, that doesn't say anything. I want to travel more. That doesn't say anything. Where do you want to travel? When do you want to travel? How do you want to travel? 
they, they, there's all kinds of questions that need to be answered. You can't just say, I want to travel more. What does more mean? More than what? More than, more than now? More than, more than somebody else? More than like, there's no, there's no picture there. But when you, when you can picture it, I want to go to Greece and I want to go to Italy and I want to spend four months of the, of the year traveling. Okay. Now, now you're getting specific, right? And you could put that into pictures. You can, you can say, this is where I want to go. This is what my calendar looks like for my traveling. This is, this is, uh, you know, how I'm going to raise the money to travel. Like now, now you have concrete things that you're, that you're looking at. And, and actually when they get concrete like that, then you can look at them and you can decipher, uh, you know, okay, this actually is not going to work. This is, this is not me. Or this is too much work to get it done this way. There's got to be there's there's got to be an easier way. And if there's not an easier way, I'm really not interested, right? So now when you can picture it, now you understand what it's going to take to get it done. Like for instance, I don't have a green thumb. Like I've learned over the years to work with flowers. I try to do some things in my yard, but my my yard is I you know I have a neighbor that I, that I drive past all the time. Their yard is immaculate, and they have such beautiful flowers. Probably like something you would create. I have no idea how to do that, so that's not my wheelhouse, you know. And and if I I could spend a lot of time trying to make that happen, but I don't even even have the vision for what it would look like, so I can't create it. But you could. And so, what other things in your life could you create? What other kinds of things do you have pictures of? Doesn't matter how uh, seemingly out of uh, the possibility of you doing it. Doesn't matter how. How far out that possibility seems to be, because you, if when you dream it, uh, things start to happen that start bringing the dream to fruition. I like that. But if you don't, if you can't see it, then it's not likely to happen. And in, another thing to ask yourself is, what are you seeing? Because maybe you are seeing yourself sort of complacent. This is life; it's comfortable. I'm okay here. Yeah, don't we don't do the stuff we used to do, but it's okay. You know, we watch TV instead. You know, if that's the picture you see, that's the picture you're going to follow. That's what you'll live out. I don't want to see that picture. <laughs> right. So, but then you need to you need to change the picture, right? Mm -hmm. And and you do that by creating a different picture. Because your mind is always going to be thinking in those pictures. So, you you decide what the picture is going to be, but the mind just goes, okay, that's the picture. That's what we're going to do. And when we talk about things like manifesting your dream or uh, having a vision or a goal and achieving what you like you set in front of yourself to do, that's how it happens because you get your your mind and your heart in alignment. I'm just curious. I'd like to bring in the aspect of we're talking about a lot of human doing here, of course, which is all <laughs> accomplishments, achievements. What are you showing for your work and are you feeling fulfilled while it's happening? But what about the being part? Like what about purpose in being and feeling fulfilled by being? Does that, is that something that you think about, Deb? Because to me, as I, I'm your friend, right? So I, we know each other outside of this. And mm -hmm. my perception of you is that you are very driven, but, but driven where? Where are you trying to go? Let's say you passed away and everyone was gathered to talk about Deb. What is it that you want to hear them say? What is it that you want your life to have meant that is just not happening right now? 
as your friend, I, I see so much meaning in your life, but I'm just curious why you don't, what, what it is that you don't see as being enough quite yet. Yeah, I think I, there's definitely things that I could be doing for my community, things I could be doing. Um, I would like to, you know, it sounds corny, but it's like you want to do something that will maybe change the world in a small way, like something that would bring good, you know, something that would be, you know, my ultimate dream would be like, oh my gosh, I developed something that people really love and it's great for the world and it caused so much, it's done so much for us. And that would be amazing. Like, you know, if you could be that person that's like, oh, look what I invented. It's this thing and it actually can be recycled and it causes so much good and it brings this to you or whatever, right? Like to me, those are the people that I am most envious of. Like I, I always think, wow, like you really thought and brought something to the table that people need and that is worthy of, of being uh, like being another thing in this world, I guess. You place a lot of value on tangible things, on results, on things you can touch, you can see, that you can show for, right? Would you say? Would, yeah, I would say you're right. But yeah. for me, like the, the, the quest for a human being kind of living on this planet and making this earth and the world for other humans beautiful is that actual presence that we bring to our lives, the being. And I know that sometimes it feels like I, how can you prove, and I think we've discussed this before, even in a group setting, how can you prove that you're being a good human? How can you, I mean, that's not measurable. It's not tangible. So for those who really long for that, look, this is what I've done, yeah. or this is how amazing my impact has been on the earth, I think part of our journey might be that we don't actually always get to know that. And as your friend and somebody in your sphere, I can say that your essence, the essence of Dan is magnificent. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> I'm, I'm on, I'm being honest with you. I want you to understand that we don't always know how impactful we are as human beings. And I don't think we're meant to. I think that's part yeah. of our journey is that we don't always get the affirmation. We don't always get the feedback. We don't always know, but we trust that in simply being, mm -hmm. simply being Deb, Deb, the animal lover, Deb, the person who loves nature, who once loved more adventure than she loves now, Deb, who loves her husband and cherishes her friends and cooks food with all of her heart, that magnificent human being shows up every day as Deb, and that is Deb's purpose. Wow. Well, you filled my heart. <laughs> You're right. Like, it doesn't have to be something, I guess. It's just, yeah, you don't, I don't know. I, that's, I'm overwhelmed with the words you said. It was very sweet. <laughs> I'm curious, Ron, when, when you think of this, like this purpose question, because it seems to happen a lot, especially for those of us nearing 50 or just past 50, we have this, 
this shift that happens in life, right? We've already done a whole lifetime of career. Maybe we want to make some changes. And the pandemic has certainly done that for most of us earlier than we ever intended, right? So how do we bridge this gap between finding purpose in anything we're doing rather than it having to be like, okay, this is one thing that I do really well and this is my purpose. What if we had like multiple things in life in which we were purposeful? Is that a thing? Like, how do you perceive that? Well, you know better than anybody because of discussions that we've had that I'm totally in the middle of this uh, of, of this shift in my thinking from human doing to human being. And for sure, my, you know, my my generation and the way I was raised, how I gravitated towards the lessons of my generation said that you need to make an impact in society and you do that by doing. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, I've been a human doing all of my life. And uh, just in the last year or so that I'm realizing that there's this big difference between being a human being and being a human doing. So I think I find many times the answers that I, or, the, or sort of the formulas that I follow have followed all my life are they, they do tend to focus in that area of human doing. So if you're, if you have purpose, you're going to be doing something in particular. And um, have something so, to show for it, right? And have something to show for it. And that's, that's another thing that, uh, that, you know, that I, I've, I look at concrete things to say, am I making progress? Have I made an impact? Uh, what's the measure? And actually those things all have to do with ego. They have to do with, you know, I am who people think I am. I am my accomplishments. I am what I possess. I am all of these things. And, um, and you know, you're drawing attention to the, the essence of what's really important, which is where's the human being and, and, and who is the human being and what's the human being doing? Being a human being, right? <laughs> so, or what's the um, human being just not doing? Yeah, exactly. The human being is just being. Right. So it's such a conundrum for people like me. I don't think it's just my generation. It's a real shift in thinking to focus on what does it mean to be and and how then does that essence show up in life? And I love what you've said to to Deb about the the person that she is and how she shows up is it's reaching people in her circle wherever she is, whatever she's doing, that essence is reaching people no matter what she does, just because she is, because she is being. If you were ever in her presence, mm. uh, and I feel really fortunate to have this bird's eye view of of her life. In most cases, I wouldn't have this because I, I don't know everybody that we're having on the podcast. And I'm not doing this to, to butter you up or like, or, you know, schmooze you I'm serious. I'm <laughs> talking about like she works, for example, out with people. So she's dealing with people, different people in and out all the time. Mm. I'm telling you, Deb, your personality and who you are is so radiant that you are not aware the impact of what happens with a person like you who, who without even realizing it is radiating the sense of being because you're so present when you're with people. You are so present. You are inspiring other people to show up in their life with that level of presence. And I think this is what we, for, this is what we forget. We, we think 
My impact has to be that I invent something or that I leave something behind or that it's measurable and I can hold it in my hand and I can say, look what I've done. Look how impactful I've been. But most of the time, the measure of who you are as a human being is never shared with you. And I honestly just think that's the beauty of it. I think you underestimate how much purpose you're living with, no matter what you do. Right now, it's a winery. It could be you walk dogs. It could be that you work in an office setting. It could be whatever you choose to do. But you, Deb, you always show up. You, you always show up with so much presence. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are making me cry. <laughs> that reminds uh-huh. me of a saying, you know, people will forget what you say and they will forget what you do, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. When you're radiating that kind of thing, you know, those people are going away from that experience and they're saying, well, she was so nice, wasn't she? Like, she really made us feel welcome. She made us feel at home. Hey, let's go back there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and th- those kinds of things, I'm sure, are happening in your life all the time. And I feel like that's where I f- it fills my cup. Um, I always dread, like I always say, oh, I got to go to work. I got to dress up and put makeup on, which I hate doing. And, you know, I go in and and then I have fun and I have a great time. And People say such kind things back to me and it really is like, I feel Mm. like that's my, I'm getting tipped always by people Mm. being Mm. kind back. And, Mm. and that's one thing that I always like to do is I like to source out somebody who's not having fun and, or change that, you know, like try and get in there and talk to them and see, like, you can't always come up to someone and be all like, hey, you know, Mm. sometimes you have to be on a different level, but just trying to try to make them feel better about what they're doing and having fun. So that's, you know, that's really, really good perspective. And I really appreciate your kind words, Janelle. I mean, gosh, like. I'm curious if you would try this experiment. If the next time you're going to the winery and you have to put on your makeup and do your hair in that process of putting on your makeup and instead of saying, I don't put on my makeup, You could literally be like, I am preparing, and I know this is going to sound really corny, but I'm preparing my gift to the world today. I'm going out on my shift, and this is, this is, you can choose not to put on makeup. It doesn't matter, or or not do your hair the way you thought. It doesn't matter, but your process of preparation to go out to do whatever it is you decide to do right now, it's this, whatever it is. If you recognize that you, Deb, the human being, are the gift, and I think it can create space for there to be less um, less need for things to create that fulfillment. You, I think you would understand that you're the one who's bringing that presence. I honestly think that's your entire calling because you do it so well. But that's just a friend. I mean, you know better. You're the one on the inside of you, but... yeah. No, I think I know I get a lot of energy from people for certain. And I know it's an all a mindset, right? It, it really is a mindset. So yeah, you're right. I need to think about things differently. What is my purpose for the day? You know, it doesn't have to be a legacy or like, you know, <laughs> something tangible and I don't know. So I, I'm going to follow up with what Janelle is saying and I, I'm going to encourage you to... <clears throat> Uh, one day in the next week or so, um, experiment with what she's talking about. So when you get up, 
you know, prepare yourself and, and think of yourself as preparing your gift. When you do an experiment, it's really important that you collect the data because that's what gives you the information about the experiment. You know, you're doing an experiment to get information. And the only way that you can do that is to collect the data. So even starting out in the morning, when you're putting on your makeup or whatever, and you're preparing your gift, what does that feel like? Does it feel different for you to be putting on your makeup or doing whatever you're doing in preparation? If you're thinking about, I'm preparing the gift, does that feel different than what you normally do? Okay, I'm just getting ready for work, right? And and then observing what's happening with people as you interact with them, what's happening with your coworkers as you interact with them, and watch the impact of your presence, like Janelle is talking about, and how it's creating all kinds of ripple effects throughout the day. Watch the impact that you're having, because Janelle is absolutely right. If you uh, if you can recognize how you are the gift wherever you are and whatever you're doing, the doing is not what brings the fulfillment. It's the being that brings fulfillment, right? And and yes. that's where the gift is. Nice. What are you thinking about all of this, Deb? Like, are you thinking, well, yeah, that's all great, but I still really want to find something that I can do that that fulfills me like for sure there's value in doing like we're not saying there's not obviously no i am enjoying this immensely i'm feeling like my mind is all over the place right now a lot of really good ideas and i mean there's so many little sparks happening that i'm going after this i want to just sit and write and focus on the things that are going through my mind like i love the tips about you know thinking about my career and like what I did in the past and what made me happy and what what was the term you used with the flow the yeah the flow theory so the the intersection of your of your skill and the and the challenge of the task yeah I like mm. that a lot I I mean I have a lot of little tools now that I think I can sit and and manifest and focus on like where you said going mm. to the the um, winery and being in a different mindset and doing some experiments with people and mm. just kind of, I, I know it's a lot and it's all over, but at least it's something that I can, you know, work with and work on mm. and maybe it'll bring stuff together. And, and I, I, I feel good. I feel like, I feel, I feel you gave me a lot of tools and a mm. lot of things to think about that are really going to change for me. Awesome. I thank you very much for having me do this process. I think it's, oh gosh, it's such a gift. So thank you very much. Mo, you brought a lot of value to this podcast. I think it's going to help a lot of people as they hear it. And I'm sure there are lots of people that feel like you. And this whole process of, of really drilling down and focusing on the human being, I think that's a life changer for many people. It certainly has been for me. And I'm just... Uh, I'm only just starting. <laughs> this is a crazy world we live in where there's a big push for show proof, show proof of how valuable you are, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the world we live in. So we have yeah. to change that dynamic. It's our job yeah. Yeah. as conscious human beings to do that, I feel like. Yeah. Wow, well, I love it. You guys are paving the way. Ron Thiessen is the change evolutionist and a practicing psychologist and educator. To apply as a guest on the podcast, please visit thechangeevolutionist.com forward slash podcast guest.